Hello and welcome to Spotlight ETSU. Today we welcome Dr. Stephen Marshall, Chair of the Department of Mass Communications here at ETSU, who will talk about the upcoming renovations to the DP Colt building and about the new Student Media Center. Stay with us, we're turning on the Spotlight. Thanks for joining us. Today I have with me Dr. Stephen Marshall. He's chair of the newly formed or newly reorganized Department of Mass Communication. Dr. Marshall is going to talk to us about the upcoming media center for the students and for the Culp Renovations. Thanks for joining us. Hey, great to be here. And um, this is my first time on, on the, the program. So thanks. Well, it's our first show. So hopefully you don't screw it up too bad. <laughs> so first off, I just wanted to ask you, uh, Tell us a little, well, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Now, you mentioned you lived in Florida, or you're from Florida. Uh, yep. Did you study there as well? I did. I studied at the University of Florida, and um, I, I did an undergraduate at the University of Florida, and uh, I worked for uh, WUFT-FM while I was at the University of Florida. It's a um, classic 89. It's an NPR affiliate station. It's the okay. biggest boomer in, in um uh, in Florida. And then I moved to working for a uh, small production shop that was doing a lot of audio production. I ran a, an audio studio. Um, and uh, I say I ran an audio studio. The, the, the main focus of this place was really messages on hold. So <laughs> yeah, it sounds really crazy. Um, but if you go, rewind to uh, 1996 or 1997, there was a lot of play in that area. And, and I would, so we'd have voice talents come in, we'd script out and voice probably 30 scripts a day for different, for different. And then, and then the whole afternoon I would spend mixing productions. They were about two and three minutes long and then we'd ship them out. And so, um, so that was great, but I was kind of um, looking to make more money and not live with three people at the same time. And it's always, um, it's always yeah. a good thing, right? Um, but it was a really great gig because it taught me how to troubleshoot a lot of computer issues. You think about digital recording, um, and uh, you know we take a lot of it for granted right now. But it was really in its infancy at that time. Pro Tools and those kinds of things were just oh, sure, starting. Sure. Um, and and so uh, when uh, when I went to a job fair, I ended up hooking up with Nielsen and I worked for Nielsen um, TV ratings company for uh, four years. Okay. And I got really into what my clients were doing with data. Now, I, what did you do for them? I worked for um, advertising and public relations companies. Okay. And then um, Hence the data aspect. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I, and I never really knew that I would like, like I never thought of myself as an audience research person. Okay. Um, and I really got into got into the position as a network systems person. So I so at first I flew around the country. I was um, I was on the road about every three or four weeks um, for the entire week, and I was servicing um, uh, computer systems and cable head ends. And so um, rolling out a brand new digital product for Nielsen and for um, audience measurement. And uh, and I enjoyed it. But if you travel for a, a, every other or every a, a week, a month at least, you mm -hmm. know, for a year and a half that. It gets kind of old. Yeah, it and, gets tired. And, and I was getting into um, really wanting to do more with the data. And so uh, so I moved up into a marketing position. I was working with advertising and public relations firms. Um, and then my last gig there before I left was with um, Spanish language sample. And so I worked with Univision, Telemundo, okay. ESPN Deportes. Cool. And, what did you do for them? Um, I serviced their clients. Mm -hmm. And so I pitched data, um, I pitched because Nielsen is a syndicated data sure. research company. And so we sell, we sold data. Okay. And so I would have clients in Chicago, um, New York city, and I would go from, from Florida up there and, uh, and pitch them on why they should buy Nielsen Spanish language data. 
Um, and so I got really into like what, what my clients were doing with data and thought, you know what, I'm going to go back to graduate school. I'm going to reposition myself as a researcher and I want to work for a network or I want to work for a firm that is doing audience research and I want to be the director of research for them. Okay. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, what did, um, what did you study? What, what, what were your degrees that led you to qualifications? Well, I'm a, I'm, of... a, I'm a uh, production, telecom production, RTVF person for an undergrad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then in my master's and my PhD at Florida, I studied mainly research method. Um, so my, my master's is in mass communication and my PhD okay. is also in mass communication. But mm-hmm. I really focused on quantitative and quantitative, quantitative and qualitative measurement um, and then also uh, marketing. And okay, so this specifically geared you right in that direction. Yeah, I mean, that's what I went back yeah. for, you know, and mm-hmm. really I had no idea that I was going to do a, a PhD. Mm-hmm. And, and I was doing my master's and I had some folks there that said, hey, you know, have you ever thought about doing a PhD? We can put you right in a classroom right now. We can give you a full ride. And I thought, why not try this? You know, and if, I, if I don't like it, you know, I'm like, I'm not worthy. I'm not, you know, I'm not that smart. Um, but I thought I'll try it for a year and see, see how I like it. And, uh, you know, you fast forward to, to, to now and, and, and uh, I liked it. I was at, I finished the University of Florida. I took a job here in 2006. There was a, a, a position in the Department of Communication that was, that was a vacancy. And, and, uh, and I've been here ever since. And, and I love ETSU. Very cool. Very cool. It's a great place to be, in my opinion. I've always loved being here. So next up, let me ask you this uh, about the Student Media Center. Now, you mentioned it's still a really gray area, really new, nothing set in stone. Uh, I I imagine the name is probably the only thing that's on paper at this point. Uh, What can you tell us about that, though? Yeah, and I can say that the name is actually not even really on paper either. Well, there you go. Um, You know, because we want this thing to be a living, vibrant space for students. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the whole idea behind this was um, the Culp is doing a 40 plus million dollar renovation, you know, bringing in lots of new food choices, bringing in lots of new um, common space for students Mm -hmm. and, and, and really taking the Culp Center back. Mm-hmm. I would say in a way, if you look at the percentage, and I'm not really remembering exactly what the percentage is, but the percentage, there's a lot of administrative offices that are in the Culp Student Center. Sure, and those sure. need to, this need to get out. You know, it's y'all's, it's y'all's student center. Um, and so what we're really focused on with the, with the renovation is to those food choices, the new space, common space. But what I talked to them about um, last year was I said, you know, it'd be really great if we had kind of a, a center hub of, of media that, that really students, first of all, you know, you have the East Tennessee and that's in the Culp Center. And it's mm-hmm. just I, like I like to reference, it's, it's kind of in a closet, you know, yeah, it's, it's back it's, there. Yeah. About it, it's, a, you know, the door is on the outside. Nobody sure. knows where it is. Nobody mm-hmm. ever sees anybody working in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's under student affairs, you know, it's not in our department. Um, but a lot of our students will, will be there, you know? Um, and so I said, wouldn't it be great if we could have the, 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 the uh, East Tennessean in the space, you know, that where students can see other students. We've got a really great, amazing radio operation, you know, that again, it's, 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 in, it's in Wharf Pickle. Um, and anytime I bring students down here for Wharf Pickle um, to show them the space, they're like, or, or faculty, or mm-hmm. I bring athletics, you know, for recruits and stuff. And they come in here and they go, wow, I had no idea this was here. Yeah, it's you a know? little gym. Nobody knows about That's it. That's right. That's right. You know, and so. So really, it's 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 and this space has it will not change this space at all. You know, this mm-hmm. is a teaching sure. space for for mass communication. But what it does is it, it's what we what we're envisioning here for the media center is kind of a a, a fishbowl kind of approach 
to where students will see other students working television, you know, doing mm -hmm. news or, or putting together packages of some sort, um, editing video. Um, they'll see the radio station and I'll see people on the air um, working the radio station, but also also interviews and different things that will happen there. And then also a production space. And so a production space in the sense of uh, some kind of media production agency that is, again, a student. This is all student driven media. Sure. You know, it's the sure. voice of ETSU. So. We can't, I mean, realistically speaking, I wouldn't think that you could just uh, take the Buck TV studio and move it to the Culp. I mean, that's not what you're looking to do. No. But uh, you mentioned production aspects there. Mm -hmm. So what, what would you hope to see there in terms of production aspects? Do you want to see the radio station there? We know, or well, just yes. edit base? Yeah, I think that's a non-negotiable. We want to have, we definitely want to have a radio presence there. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's, uh, there's a discussion in terms of the of the television aspect. You know, sure. the East Tennessean is moving into more of a multimedia uh, yeah. format. Mm -hmm. um, you have great stuff that great programs that that are coming out of out of our department as well. That's content that could um, be public, more public facing. If we could um, get some kind of a uh, community partner, which I'm working on in terms of a, a university channel, mm -hmm. um, and that's a whole nother discussion. How uh, would that differ from a Buck TV channel? It would be uh, a community partner in the Tri Cities. Oh, really? Okay. And it would Wonderful. be an over-the-air channel. Okay. Yeah. So it would be it would be a, a an affiliate or mm -hmm. a, a a sister, a sibling of what we do with Buck TV. Sure. Okay. Um, and again, this is all. There, there's a lot of there's, yeah. as I, as I was telling somebody yesterday. This is. Uh, we, we have a tree mm -hmm. and we have like a little a little berry that's come out, but we don't know if it's going to be an orange or a <laughs> or an apple, you know. Right. Um, and we have right now we have uh, folks from art and design on yeah. our committee. We have, of course, mass communication folks. Um, and then we have also digital media mm -hmm. folks that are that are in a steering committee going. What is this space? You know, one thing that we do know is it's somewhere between a million and a million and a half dollars is what we've uh, folks from our folks from our team mm -hmm. put together in terms of what the space needs to be and how it needs to be outfitted and what kind mm -hmm. of costs we would be looking at. And I'm assuming, uh, I don't know if this is correct or not, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I assume that uh, there's a chance this may not even happen. That's, no. no. Okay. So this is no, uh, there's for no, sure. I, there's, yeah. I mean, I would say mm -hmm. the chance of it not happening would be very minuscule. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's so already you... approved. Yeah. I oh, mean, this okay. is all, all right. approved under I the understand. new renovations for the Culp Center. Yes. Yeah, see, that's how little I think it's been kind of getting around. Yeah. Uh, and what has been getting around hasn't exactly been the most accurate of information. I agree. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, I was under the impression that this wasn't even something that had the stamp of, you know, psh, we're doing it. Oh, it's, so. it's stamped and we're doing it. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's all part of the effort, I guess, to, to get the cult more student friendly. That's right. Yeah. Because right. uh, you say that and that actually kind of surprised me because I don't think I've ever thought of this, uh, thought of the cult as a student center. So that'd be it's really nice to, be. to see. Yeah. It'd, really, <laughs> it'd be really nice to see it move yeah. in that kind of direction. Yeah. Uh, most students come from, well, maybe not most, but I know a lot of students that come from other universities they ask, well, you know, where's your student civic center or whatever other names they have for it, your student body center. Um, well, I don't think we have one. I guess the Colt, maybe, perhaps. That's what it's supposed to be. But, okay. Yeah. So that sounds really uh, really. And if positive. you think about it, I mean, you think about the, the, the new art center mm -hmm. and some of the other um, major building things that are going on on campus. I mean, you're talking about a 40 plus million dollar renovation to a building that's already there. They're not knocking that building down. They're, sure, they're sure. putting that money into mm -hmm. it's going to be killer. 
All right. I mean, it's going to be great. Very cool. Well, thank you, Dr. Marshall, for being with us here today. That seems to be all the time we have. Thank you again for joining us. We will see you right back here on Spotlight ETSU next time, where we'll have Joe Smith, Director of University Relations and Public Safety Chief Jack Cottrell.